This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. It is the 6th of December. 2018. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. And yeah, man, December has arrived. Like, we're, we're, we get to say December like three more times this, or two more times this year. I know. I know. It's that's been crazy. A, well, that's assuming we're doing a show on the 20th. I'm pretty sure we are. I don't know yet. We'll definitely let the audience know by the end of this show. Um, but, uh, yep, we will be doing a show on the 20th, so we got three more shows coming up this month. I can't believe it's, uh, it's uh, two more shows coming up, and I can't believe it's the sixth already. Happy December, dude. I know, I know, and uh, and a happy one to you. Got the tree up and, and all that sort of uh, sort of good stuff, so playing out well. <laughs> okay, it has been a uh, busy week in search. Um, we don't have any guests this week. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, though. Um, I'm not even sure where to start. I mean, there was just so much that happened over the last week. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll jump in on one because it, it just plays off something you said. Okay. Um, you said it's been a busy week in search. It has. But you know what? There were there were 12 hours in the life of a major internet uh, marketing publication company where search wasn't uh, wasn't very busy at all. Now, that's where uh, I was going to go, too. This is news <laughs> of the weird, isn't it? I know. I'll but, let you take it. Run with it. Well, I mean, maybe you'd expect this to have happened to Search Engine Watch or something, because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, for uh, for some reason, um, for, for about 12 hours earlier this week, uh, Search Engine Land was um, delisted. It was mm-hmm. vanished. It had gone. It didn't exist in Google's index. And the, 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 the weirder thing is 
no one can figure out why. You know what? Actually, I just saw a thing from Barry. Not like moments ago. Oh, we know ago. why now. We know why we, now. We know why now. They had had a false positive on hacking, which will soon bring us to a different story. <laughs> it will bring you a different story. <laughs> I think you had posted. Let's take a step back for a second. Um, have you ever had a site? And this, I mean, if if, if you're if you've been running WordPress sites for X number of years, I'm pretty sure the answer is going to have to be yes. But I mean, there's, 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 there's two types of WordPress site owners. Um, those who've had their sites hacked and those who are going to have their sites hacked. <laughs> and um, these things happen. Uh, this is what happens. Um, uh, search Engine or search engine uh, Land is published on a uh, WordPress um, platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Google, Google, Google suggested, said that, that, that it had noticed they'd been or thought it had been hacked. Like you said, David, it was a false positive. But a bunch of us um, run WordPress sites who have been hacked. Google just removed them from the index without any warning, without a letter, without um, Search Console telling them, without without even the grace of a phone call. I'll tell you. <laughs> um, what, what do you think? Yeah, there. I mean, the phone call. There's a precedent they don't want to set, isn't it? <laughs> call up companies. Well, that'd be a nightmare. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously this is a weird one. I I had to immediately think of. The uh, I can't think of a way of saying it without swearing, and I don't do that on the radio. But the the storm that would erupt if it happened to anybody else, because let's imagine it's I don't know one of Dave's clients, right? Like some site that Google and nor anybody at Google had ever heard about, mm-hmm. um, you know, and where yeah, I know some folks at Google, but not like Barry does, right? Like, <laughs> Not like well, that. Or, or, or maybe search engine lands like founder. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, good point. Um, you know, so I think about it, it cost them 12 hours, and they also have like a bunch of people who immediately told them about it, like they found out about it on social media, right? So they were told, and I'm not telling any tales out of school, it was in something Barry had, had mentioned. No, no, so, there, yeah, it's there in print today. So there they, they, they go, it's all sort of, you know, coming together um, for them. They found out fast. They have inroads there. Think about it from a lay person's. Like, if they, this is frightening to me anyway, I was like, oh my goodness, I never even really thought of that until now. What if one of my clients had a false positive? How long is it going to take for me to get through there? And how long would it take you to necessarily even notice? I mean, I have clients yeah. with lacks of traffic where you'd notice really fast. But I also have clients where they don't have wax and they don't, quite honestly, they don't pay me enough to go into their analytics every single day, right? Like I'll do a weekly pass and make sure everything's, you know, kind of sticking there. But, um, you know, what, but, but in this case, uh, even if even if the webmasters over at uh, Search Engine Land did go into uh, analytics and into Search Console, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have learned anything because there was no warning given. No, I mean, at least they might have seen there. I guess if they'd, they'd have to be viewing hourly to actually see it drop, too, right? To Indeed, yeah. Drop. So, <laughs> um, you know, that, that, I mean, that, that's a valid point, too. They'd probably notice faster than the rest of us would. Um, you know, but, and, and I mean, they really won as well. Well, not won, but they have such a loyal following. Like, I go, I go direct to Search Engine Land. It's one of the few sites I can say that about. 
right? I mean, search engine, Joe, there, there's a bunch of industry ones, but that about sums it up. That Amazon and Google are basically my entry points <laughs> to the web, right? Or maybe Facebook as well. But there's very few sites that are, that are like that. So they had that benefit of it didn't destroy their traffic the way it could some websites, right? I mean, it's, it's, most of their people are, are coming in regularly, know to look for them. If they don't see them, they'll find them, right? They'll, they'll know to look it out. It's not sort of first touch through, through, um, through Google. That's probably a convenient source, which actually that in and of itself is interesting from a publication standpoint. It'd almost be neat if you could turn off Google for a little bit and see how loyal are your readers, right? If you were whatever, Huffington Post, Fox News, whatever, right? Like pick, pick one. I, I was trying to pick one on the left and right there, right? Like pick whichever one. If you could turn off your Google traffic, would it go direct? Then you have a loyal following. If you don't, which search engine land clearly does. If they wouldn't, it'd be an interesting test. I'd always hate to, you know, hey, robots, <laughs> block it all. Um, you know, you're not going to do that, but, but that'd be interesting. I mean, that's really telling about search engine land as a positive is they discovered that their following um, and their readers are, are quite loyal because apparently it didn't destroy their traffic as much as you would think if you just removed that traffic source. No, it was replaced because people were still looking for them. So that, that I found what, interesting. That was one of the first things that ran through my mind was how would they have found out that they were out of Google? Like who goes to Google and types search engine land? Right. Um, <laughs> I, although I, although I, I do remember seeing the Yahoo stats where people would go to Yahoo to look for Google. Which <laughs> <laughs> must have killed the guys at Yahoo. I mean, that, that must have killed the, the head office there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's like how many people use the browser bar in Edge to find Chrome, right? Like, well, you know what? Enough people did did that because of the, the Edge is Edge is Edge is dead, man. Um, Microsoft is killing Edge, and guess what? They're replacing it with. Oh no! Why? I'm not kidding you. They're going Internet to Google Explorer. No, get, go ahead. Get, the crux of a Chrome browser to rebuild because um, Edge is so lackluster. I'm not kidding you. Huh. That's not surprising. <laughs> you watch, you watch like, go, go to Petri.com. A couple days ago, they reported on it the first time, but watch for that. Um, you're going to see a uh, Chrome-based browser coming out from, uh, from Microsoft next year. Good. You know, if you can't beat them, join them. Um, I did not know that. That's interesting news. That's going to be really interesting for, well, all of us, right? Because, okay, now we all have, like, a new browser that we need to pay attention to. The thing I obviously like about that, and just food for thought for our, for our listeners as well, is if it's a, essentially a Chrome-based browser at its, at its bones, that should, fingers crossed, although leave it to Microsoft to bugger this up, that should <laughs> make cross-browser compatibility uh, slightly, slightly easier to deal with if it's bones uh, the same. But we'll see what they do with that. I'm sorry, I'm with you on your leave Microsoft, leave it to Microsoft to screw this one up statement. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's that part where they tried to make it proprietary. That's where they they killed it. Um, okay, but we, we jumped off here. I'm sorry about that. We jumped off. Like, should Google just delist a site? Like, like if 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 um, Google's explanation. Google comes out and says, look, if your site's been hacked and they've clearly defaced the front the front page, then yeah, we'll delist it because you don't want people seeing that anyway. Mm -hmm. But that didn't happen with uh, with Search Engine Land. Um, in fact, Search Engine Land actually hadn't been hacked. It had just been a, a false positive on Google's hackle meter. Um, and they have a hackle meter. That's, that's how they measure this <laughs> stuff, right? <Yeah>. Um, 
<laughs> somebody at Google just sort of opened up inspect uh, inspect elements and uh, <laughs> decided to act from there. Um, um, I'd be really pissed off if I was the editors. Um, if, I was, if I was Michelle or anybody over at Search Engine uh, Search Engine Land, I would be I'd be incensed. Like, and 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 SEOs and webmasters should worry about this because again, where's the warning? How do you know? Yeah, and I think that's the bigger problem. And you know what? I, I say they should be incensed, kind of, except that their brand has been mentioned probably about 30 times on our show now. <laughs> so I think they're going to make up for that in new branding, right? One of those sort of like pluses from because we're all in the industry kind of talking about it, right? Because they are such a big one. So who knows? Maybe they'll, they'll grab some extra, you know, some of our listeners who hadn't been to search engine land. I hear there might be three, um, you know, now, now are, are aware of it and, and heading over there. Um, you know, I think it is a big concern, and I unfortunately I think it's one of those scenarios where there isn't a problem. Do I or where there isn't a solution? Sorry, there is a big problem, but where do I support Google removing a site? And I know the debate would be remove it or put up a great big warning. I think if you put up a great big warning, now Google's messaging is is going to get skewed like their their own internal signals on what's going on is is going to get skewed you're going to end up dropping off eventually anyway um i think the the onus so i i do support them dropping it um basically if you are highly confident that there is a problem with this site deal with it you know now like you you can't send somebody to something if I was 99% sure that, you know, I was, uh, you know, walking through this door and, and you know, my kid was going to be entering the movie Saw, you know, I, I would not let my kid go through that door, right? So, you know, it's, you, you've got to be, if you're 99% sure, yeah, you got to pull it. Now, taking into account there's false positives, I think they need to take the responsibility to let webmasters immediately know. They have to take that as a... Basically, the site, sh the penalty shouldn't be allowed to be triggered until the email has gone out, right? Sort of one of those, just like set it up so the email has to go out, you know, split seconds before the site is, the, the penalty is, is, is applied, Did but make that a necessary trigger so that webmasters can know right away and there's an infrastructure in place to deal with it fast in the case of false positives and maybe a so different way of, of going into the to the side door like if, if it's a false positive click this button and then we'll take a look at it sort of faster and then if they find out that you're lying you know penalize you for that scenario though you, you go to a movie or even better you're out at the opera with mary and your cell phone buzzes in your pocket being a conscientious op, op, opera goer you uh you, you check it discreetly of course mm -hmm. uh, and you try not to gasp because you are at the opera after all after <laughs> all, we all know my my propensity. That your website's been hacked. Yeah, like you got you're gonna pay attention to that, right? Yeah, I'd probably leave the opera, and you know I'd be so thankful for the excuse. But <laughs> um, so in my case, yeah, that that would be all right by me. I'd rather be dealing with a hacked site. But I get your point. But I, I to me, and and you know what, I don't think there is a right or wrong, and I know there's a big debate on it going on right now. On my side, I think the, yeah, that's going to suck if you're one of the false positives. If it actually was hacked, I'd be grateful for that message. Absolutely. And 99% no, of the time a, it would be. I was at a hockey game, 2000 and, uh, 2014, January 1st, 2014. Uh, me, Ryan Jones, Alan Connect, um, Kevin Dury, and then, and then a few others. We're at the, the, the Winter Classic Hockey Game in Michigan. 
Yeah, absolutely makes sense, that list of people I'm hearing. (laughs) It's like negative a gajillion degrees outside. You don't want to take your gloves out of, like your hands out of your gloves for fear that they're going to freeze the moment they contact the air. Mm -hmm. And um, my assistant was trying to get a hold of me to tell me that our entire West Coast, we had a a nationwide network of financial financial services sites, and our entire West Coast... um, all the offices of the West Coast, our clients' offices of the West Coast have been hacked. Um, ter- that was a horrible day. New Year's Day, 2014. Um, I was in um, Ann Arbor, Michigan, freezing my ass off. Had a great hockey game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we had to hightail it back to, uh, back to Ontario to, uh, to, to, to fix these sites. So, Google, yeah, give people a warning uh, immediately. I promise you webmasters will pay attention under any circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the ones who don't, like if you've set it up with like, it's on a secondary Gmail, I, that's that's kind of your own problem. Right? <laughs> well, okay, ban them. That's okay. They're, they're, they're bad for the web environment anyway. Exactly, exactly. Um, like, I know if I happen to miss one, um, I've got uh, clients who will text or call me very fast. <laughs> so even if I miss the email, I'm not going to miss that it happened. Um, so and then that's what I felt like to me. Yeah, I get the idea. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just put a little warning? But if you know, and the thing is, they shouldn't be unleashing a penalty even if they know. They should have a safety net just in case it's a false positive. I assume those are incredibly rare, and they probably are. Um, and, and so in that case, would you want to put it up with just a warning? No, just get rid of it. This is a, a horrible place, and you shouldn't send people there, right? But at least for now, it might be a great place. Let's even say SEL did get hacked. It's still a great place. You know, it, it just got hacked, and, and once that's dealt with, it would be a great place again. So it's not, you know, a judgment on the site permanently, but... Yeah, I, I think it does need to go away. It does need to be delisted. But yeah, as, as we're talking about, the webmaster needs to know right away. <laughs> and if it's a false positive, I think there should be a notification area um, where they can go, this is a false positive. And Google's going to know if the code changed, right? So if you lie, I don't know what penalty, but <laughs> you know, basically, if you're lying and it wasn't a false positive, we're going to take an extra five hours to get you back. All right, we're not well, going to lie. Again, this, yeah, okay, because in this case, it was Google that made the screw-up, and I'd be even more mad, because, like, this was uh, an SEO publication. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody who found out about the problem, and they found out mostly because Barry was like, hey, we got delisted. We don't know why. Everyone went and looked at the source. The first thing I did, of course, was open up Search Engine Land and check out the source code, see mm-hmm. if I can find out why, right? So mm-hmm. everyone looks under, their, looks under their bonnet all at the same time. Um. <laughs> I don't know why, but maybe it's because I'm old school. That would just freak me out. Yeah, probably. Although it's one of those funny ones where they're probably just sort of, they've had to be comfortable with that. Every time it's like, and we're launching a new site design. They know that all of a sudden, (laughs) they have thousands of people all going, huh, let's look at that, right? you know, heading in there to, to see what their code is, how they're doing this or that. Um, now, this is why you always put in comment tags, and it's really important in comment tags, screw you, freezing. Screw you, freezing. <laughs> always put that in <laughs> Just in case somebody, just in case the, the, the whole industry decides to go to take a look, at least you can have a good laugh about one of them. Yeah, that's what I always figure. Okay, we got to take a break. It's uh, we've, gone, we've gone a little bit over time here on Webcology, on webmasterradio.fm. 
So on behalf of Dave Davies from Beast Talk Internet Marketing, this is Jim Andrew from Joey's Media. You're listening to Web Culture on Webmaster Radio.fm on December the 6th, 2018. Stick around. We've got more great content coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Online, anytime. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's the 6th of December, 2018. Um, 19 more shopping days till Christmas, friends. Um, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davis from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and been a bad week. If you're, uh, we're going to we're gonna jump from Google to Facebook really quickly. And if you work at Facebook, then you know one of those weeks. If you own Facebook or sit on the sea level, it's been a crappy week. You've been uh, under siege, and probably rightly so. Um, Dave, can I mean this is like this is like watching Yahoo. Um, try to try to work its way out of its stock stock troubles. Like Facebook, <laughs> Facebook can't cut itself a break. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I only know loosely the stories you're talking about the the deals over data and that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, I hadn't actually likened it to that, but it's exactly right. It's just like. And, and I guess maybe that's why, like, I've had a couple AdWords campaigns launching and, and doing it. You saw me ranting about it yesterday, so I'm dealing with that, so a little more head down and, and off social very much. But I think it, I don't know if it is to you, too. Is it just kind of getting numbing, the issues well, that we keep the, seeing? here's the problem. Facebook, <laughs> I use Facebook a lot, um, personally, for just for ranting about politics, yelling at the sun. Mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. I use it a lot for work, for communicating um, – uh, clients' messages, um, uh, uh, building, you know, being the sort of like the bedrock for social media campaigns. Mm-hmm. But my gut is telling me that my confidence in Facebook is slipping. And 
when when my confidence in something goes pro or against it, that usually presages what internet users are going to do. At least that's been my experience. Um, and you know, whether it does or doesn't, I have a hard time telling my clients to use this platform that I'm starting to really consider. That I'm seeing huge weaknesses in as the bedrock of uh, of their social media campaigns. Um, or as a bedrock, not not every campaign, but a bedrock tool. And let's face it, you, you just talked about running like AdWords campaigns. Facebook campaigns are so cheap by comparison, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they are so effective. Um, but the environment itself and the platform has been beset by um, deception on uh, on the part of the owners. By the way, when, when we're talking to consumers. Um, it got caught up in the Cambridge Analytica scandal um, for for the last couple of years running. It's a favorite target of um, anti-democratic trolls who are really trying to sow dissension in the West. And we just found out because of the UK um, Parliamentary Committee on Social Media, the, the, and incident, incidentally, there's uh, parliamentarians from New Zealand, Australia, um, Canada um, and and several other uh, Commonwealth nations who are also also sitting on that on that uh, that panel. Um, we found out that you know Facebook has targeted competitors. Um, they they totally went after uh, Twitter's Vine. Uh, they 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 for a while even removed API access from Twitter because Vine competed with uh, with uh, Facebook uh, with um, Facebook services. Mm-hmm. Um, they collected phone data on their users. They monitored specific users. They gave large corporations privilege, privilege access to user information. They marketed access to user data for third-party advertisers. And um, they have avoided all accountability whatsoever. And every time they have been held accountable, the public has found that they've lied about um, either what they were doing or what they were going to do about what they were accused of doing. Yeah. And all this information comes from Facebook's own documents, which were subpoenaed mm-hmm. by the UK committee from Ted Kramer, the founder of a former startup, 643, which was which was um, Facebook was interested in 643 and was doing its diligence on them, so the owners of 643 collected a great deal of information on, about Facebook. Um, this is not a, you know, the, the Facebook has, what is it, like a quarter of the world's population have profiles on Facebook? Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's probably the most important communication platform in human history. And it feels so remarkably weak right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I think that, that, I mean, it is something that we as marketers, like we can talk about it legally and, and ethically. And, and I think there's a lot of weaknesses there, obviously. Um, you know, some of the things that the, the EU, um, you know, it, it sort of found out some of it, it was fine by me. Some of it, some of it wasn't. Um, but I think what we need to remember is what this means to, in my mind anyway, to different generations of users. Um, now you look at somebody like 
um, you know, my kids' generation. So we're looking at uh, well, one's one's nineteen, one's twenty-one. So that that yeah. sort of era of, of human beings, they'd already left. They use Facebook very, very infrequently as, as basically a place to communicate with like family, right? Like because because their older relatives are still there. Um, yeah, one, friends one quarter aren't. of the world's population are have a profile on Facebook. So right, it's kind and of they have it, and they use it, and they would fit that metric, but they're unimportant. I mean, you know, obviously very important to me, but from a Facebook standpoint, from my standpoint as a marketer. So, and I'm referring to my two completely, like, or it, it, uniquely well, here. Anyway. You, your kids are found elsewhere. They're found at, at WhatsApp. They're um, found elsewhere, as are all their friends. Like, there's a reason they're not there. The friends aren't there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so they're losing, and a lot of that has to do with trust and privacy. Right? It, it's not, oh, it's not cool. If it was useful to them and if they trusted it, they would still be there because they were all there at one point. Right, it's not that their family was there. They're, you know, you can block your family from seeing stuff. Right? <laughs> it's easy enough to do. Um, the problem is they don't trust it. it. Some of it is functionality, but but some of it is trust. And now they're they're at least of mine or any indicator, they're segmented out over a few different social networks depending on their needs. Right, depending on what they're there to do. If they're there to game, it'll be a different one than if they're there just to chat. Right, Skype is is fairly solid as as it is among among most generations. Um, you know, but that's something I think we'll want to pay close attention to as well is who who is leaving? Is my dad going to leave Facebook because of, of these privacy concerns? Probably not. He never really posted anything he would care about. Like, yeah, it's, you know, he'd be going, yeah, that sucks. And, you know, quick, don't buy Facebook shares. But you know, for, for people who are just having casual community, are they going to leave? Are they going to go through the effort of trying to not just find a social network, but deal with the rigmarole of, of setting it all up again? Certain generations won't do that. Um, and so, yeah, we can still market that era of people with more limited data because we're not going to learn about what their younger relatives and friends are doing. Um, so I, I think that's something that I, certainly I as a marketer am keeping in mind is, and fortunately have been as well because I've got two little litmus tests that run around, um, you know, my, my house, is, okay, what demographics, what generations are 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 doing what um, with Facebook and they were already leaving. This is not going to be great. And I'm not saying that you can't target that demographic on Facebook, but it's not as effective as it was. And as long as stories like this keep, keep firing out, it's going to get worse. And not just because everybody cares about privacy, but because of half your friends have gone somewhere else. Yeah. Now your time's divided. And if you find it's better, if you find, Oh, it's equal, but Hey, you know, it doesn't have privacy concerns or it doesn't have annoying ads or it doesn't have, you know, X, Y, or Z that, that bothers you about Facebook or my parents aren't there. It, it's going to win. Right. I mean, I, I know my, my youngest is on Facebook maybe once a week. Right? That's about it. He pops in, fires something out just for the, like that the family might care about. And that's about it. Well, digital marketers, keep your eyes on that. Um, like again, last year at this time, Facebook was the place you really wanted to advertise because you were going to reach a hell of a lot of people. Now, you know, you got to wonder who those. Now you got to wonder who those people are that you're reaching. If they're still on Facebook, <laughs> what the hell's the matter with them? Yeah. <laughs> um, the it, 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 the numbers and the usage is changing. It's, it's, it, I, it's worth bearing in mind. 
It is. I, and I certainly wouldn't say leave it. I, I, I'm just starting to view it with specific generations a little more like advertising on Bing. Right? It's not that. The click cost is lower, but your reach is, is not what it once was, and you need to understand maybe a little bit more about who they were. If I was marketing gaming computers, for example, I might not be looking as strongly on Facebook. Right, as I would be elsewhere, because these are the people that are technically literate and tending to, to sort of you know, look around and care about their privacy. <laughs> and they're okay spending countless hours on the internet looking stuff up because they do that all the time. It'll just take away from their walking walk or watching walkthrough videos on YouTube. So taking a little bit away from Google advertising revenue, but that's okay. You know, I, I, we don't have this as a subject that we were going to cover, but it's definitely worth mentioning. Did you see the list of... Uh... Of YouTube publisher of of uh, YouTube uh, uh, creators, the, the the highest earners. I did not, but I'm dying to now. Many of them are video game are video game reviewers. Uh, 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 PewDiePie is the is the, the the probably the best known of them. Mm -hmm. uh, but the number one YouTube creator, the one who's making the most money, to the tune of twenty seven million dollars last year. I'm not kidding you on this one. Is a seven-year-old child who unwraps toys. That's it. That's the YouTube video. He, the child, this this kid. I forget his name. I'm sorry. I don't have a list in front of me. Um, this kid unwraps toys and um, reviews the toy while unwrapping it. And um, unwrapping videos are immensely popular. Um, yeah. <laughs> Twenty-seven million dollars last year. Now, wow. we've been doing this for like what eleven years now on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> what we got to do, man? I mean, like honestly, we're in the wrong business, Dave. What we got to do is we got to get like a new piece of software every week, okay? And we got to mm -hmm. download it because you you don't get anything. You don't wrap software anymore, right? <laughs> and so we have you get to watch that little bar move on YouTube and just bullshit about. I mean, just talk about the uh, software, um, and we'll make millions, dude, millions, <laughs> or maybe um, at worst dozens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe we got your get kids to do it because they're they're younger and you know, um, hipper, <laughs> and you know, I well, I can't speak for you, but I, I wasn't made for for YouTube. Um, no. Anyway, that just blew me away. Okay, so uh, back to search stuff. There was a fun controversy. Did you see the 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 um, rigmarole with uh, around Danny and personalization this week? Yes, yes, I did. Take us away. Okay, so I just want to remind you a couple of years ago when Google was saying, "Look." We we know you better than your mother does. We know better than we know you better than you do, and we can come up with search results that are so accurate to you that if your friend is sitting beside you, searching the same keyword phrases, they'll get different. Now Google said stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to make sure that, like, I know I know a lot of us uh, quote unquote experts and quote unquote pundits in the industry. I know we said a lot of stuff like that. But mm -hmm. we were saying it because Google was saying it. <laughs> and also because experience bears this out. Personalization has always been the holy grail of search. Um, you want to make your search results as useful as possible to the individual searchers. 
That way the individual searcher comes back and uses your tool over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So personalization's always been the holy grail. But recently, DuckDuckGo has been sort of pulling Google's chain, um, teasing it, or more importantly, bugging its users, saying things like personalization creates filter bubbles. How do you know you're actually getting the correct panoply of information that's actually out there when you're stuck inside your own little personalized bubble? We don't do that. Google does. So that's the message that DuckDuckGo has been giving. Okay. Yeah. Google's response has been, hey, what the hell? What did we ever do to you, DuckDuckGo? And you're wrong. So um, Google is, is, is in, in trying to disprove DuckDuckGo's claims about um, you know, the, 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 the effect of personalization. Um, they rolled out um, the character Search Liaison on Twitter, who happens to be Danny Sullivan, who happens to be the grandfather of search and journalism. Of, 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 of journalism in the search industry and Danny goes on to start saying things like well you know personalization it's not really such a big thing after all <laughs> yeah I know eh? <laughs> so I'm struggling here because I have like endless amounts of respect for Danny Sullivan he because Danny Sullivan exists I got to roll out of bed at 9.30 this morning and go to Starbucks rather than go to work. Like, I get this career because Danny exists and did what he did years ago, right? Yep. So I owe him, you know, a lifestyle that I that I wouldn't trade for the world, and I also owe him a career. We all do. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe him on this. I don't believe what he's saying right now at Google, and that puts me in a weird space. Well, it does, but it, they, you know, similarly to a story we were talking about earlier. You know what? I owe Mark Zuckerberg a lot of the friends I have now, right? I, I became good friends with them. Now I've met them at conferences, whatnot, or kept in touch with me. I owe yeah, Mark well, Zuckerberg you, you, you a, a debt of gratitude. With Mark Zuckerberg, have you? No, you know what? Valid point. <laughs> you know, Dan, like we've sat and drank with the dude. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, you know, you're, you're right. I mean, it, it is a little awkward, but he had to know that was coming. And it's our job, right? I mean, like it or not, and there's got to be people at Search Engine Land going, you know, he started this, but our job is to take him to task now because that's what he would have done to us. <laughs> and he did. Danny, Jacques yeah, it, it is one of those cases, and, it, and, and you know, it's not that big a deal. It's not that big a deal for, and they could probably pull it out, for X percentage of queries. Yeah, there's going to be a lot, because we all use our phones for use it. A huge percentage of queries is useless generic data. Well, not useless, useful in many cases, but generic data. What's the weather like, right? Like... Okay, yeah, you can give this as a percentage of queries, but in what really matters in in this bubble, and I think it is a really, really valid point and something we all need to be discussing. Um, you know, and and it certainly is 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 exacerbated on Facebook and other social media platforms. Is just this this well, they called it right, like a bubble. Like if everything I see is related to things that it knows that I like and click on, how do I ever? ever get an opinion outside and we can all say oh that's all well and good you know Dave if if I happen to agree with you Jim and I I do on on many issues I could say well if you're in your bubble that that's fine because you you think all the great things 
right? But, but what if I disagreed with you, right? Or, or, or I think about the people who disagree with me and go, but I want you to see the data that I think about, right? Like I think about climate change or something like that. It's like, okay, all those people that don't, I don't want you stuck in a bubble. <laughs> I want you to see the data. And you know what? In exchange for that, I'll see yours. And hey, if nothing else, maybe we can have a more intelligent conversation about it because I'll understand your point. And hey, maybe I'll be better because I'll learn how to refute it or, you know, a weird issue to talk about this on, but go, hey, I was wrong. Right. And it's happened. I've had issues where I'm like, oh, yep, I was wrong and I needed information. So I think that's the real danger of this. And yeah, Google can come out and say whatever they want about it. It's not that big a deal. Yeah, because it doesn't apply to 80% of, of queries, but the 20% it does, or even 2% it does, are the most impactful queries that we should be getting a variety of different information sources. And I'm going to give it to them. One of the companies that's doing really well, and it's why DuckDuckGo would have a hard time with them, uh, is Bing is doing a, a really, really good job on on trying to balance off the filter bubble with providing out you know, sort of a, a non-biased, well, no, not non-biased, a multitude of perspectives. And I'm sure you remember when they changed the, the sort of interface, um, you know, during, during the midterms. And if you looked up specific issues, it actually had this versus this. And it had two stories, one on each side with a versus in the middle, right? <laughs> like, you know, here's our, here's our two opinions. Or at least I believe it was versus something to indicate that here's two sides. And I think, you know, if you do that, great, you know, that's fine. But Google is going to have to address it. And it's, it's kind of weird to watch Danny go. It's not a big deal when, you know, a few years ago he would have been talking about how big a deal it was. And, oh, that's about that. Good. Okay. I got so much I want to say on this, but I can't do that right now because we are burning time oh. and we got to, we got to, we got to take a break. Um, I got so much I want to say on this. Um, so I'm sorry, Danny, I don't want to leave you hanging with the Jack Hughes thing, but you know what I mean. Um, we'll get to that in a few seconds, though. First, we got to we got to do this commercial song, Bathroom Davies, and Facebook Internet Marketing, which you mentioned with Media, and we'll see what we're talking about. It is December 6th, 2018. Back after these episodes. Welcome back to the Bathroom Davies Radio Show. I'm Jack Hughes, and this is Bathroom Davies. Bathroom Davies. Bathroom Davies. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Webmasterradio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for WebmasterRadio.fm. 
synergize your search engine education from 101 to rock star level only on webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Webcology, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's the, uh, the 6th of December, 2018. It's snowing rather heavily in North Toronto outside my window. The snow is just coming down and like, it's like, a, like a snow globe out there. And uh, today, December 6th, is... Um, the release. Gutenberg cometh. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be in, installing the plugin to go back to the current editor, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried it. I don't like it. <laughs> um, you know what's something, and I I'm, I'm going to bring it up, and 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 credit to Joe Hall pointing this out and I, I don't know if you were following the sort of rants on on Twitter well actually he just made a good point and then I ranted about it on Twitter um, and Joe had noted that basically as as a group of, of disabled people now have to learn a new editor right that, that is not accessible Right or all switch back, and it actually brought up in 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 Twitter a fairly decent point. Going if there was any other demographic of people, be it gay people or black people, and said, you know what, to use WordPress, you need to install this plugin. What what would the reaction be? Now he's he's not likening the, the you know he's not saying hey all of us are you know facing the exact same challenges. Certainly everybody has their own, but it was an incredibly valid point that I had in my ignorance, never actually conceived of. And I, I think this is a, something that software developers like this need to take on as their task, is to actually understand that there are people that this is a great inconvenience for, um, and that may not even be able to just quickly switch from one to the other, right? And, and, and I'd never thought of it because I, I don't have the same... Well, I, dude, I, point, point a really important point and point made. Yeah, I feel like uh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it is. It, it was inter- it was interesting. I never thought of it. I am going to switch because I don't like it. But that's an easy thing. I just get to decide what I like and what I don't. Um, yeah, it was. And and credit to Joe Hall for not just making me think of it this time, but I know I'm going to be thinking of it a lot more often because he viewed it almost as well. The way he worded it is, it's a civil right, and I'm like, you know what? Like on this scale. Um, well, it actually yeah. should be considered a core, core consideration because, yeah, you're you're alienating a large chunk of of people, and yeah, it, it is a big concern. And then I was glad he brought it up, and something I think we as webmasters should start thinking of when we're actually looking at or say it may not apply to everybody. It'd be nice if if it did apply, you know, sort of universally, and if the ROI was there. But it is something that it, it's it's I know it's going to stick in my head, and every time I'm dealing with websites, every time I'm working on. It, I kind of always thought of accessibility when it came up. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's an older demographic here. Let's make sure that the font size is large enough. But it wasn't really a, 
you know, okay, let's, we need to make sure. And then I started thinking about it and I went, you know, I mean, to, to go with a marketing standpoint on what Joe said, it's in and of itself an incredibly valid point that relates to WordPress. But as marketers, if you're one of the few that actually makes your site accessible, even if it's to a smaller grouping of people, if yours is the only site selling what you have that they can get to and function on, um, that's actually a very large chunk of the pie <laughs> because you get it all. Anyway, we, yeah, you, well, you actually probably wanted to talk about WordPress. I went off, as you can tell, I, I couldn't help but rant on that one, and I did on Twitter already, so I just thought I got it out of my system. Well, now, it's an important point. It's a totally important point to make. I feel like a complete um, uh, heel for not, not having actually considered it. Um, and, you know, I'm usually the... Uh, the, 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 I'm supposed to, uh, I don't consider myself a human rights guy, so yeah. I know. Uh, <laughs> That's where I was just like, oh man, I'm a jerk. <laughs> well, I'm not anyway. Go after that. I think WordPress yeah. five couldn't work is coming. Um, <laughs> get ready to update your uh, your your WordPress uh, WordPress websites. That's about fifty percent of you out there. Um, and yeah, um, like it or lump it. Get ready to uh, to learn how to uh, build in modular, st modular style. Mm -hmm. um, which, again, I'm still quite excited about. Um, I think it's going to make um, SEO and rank and uh, uh, working on, on uh, parts of... Uh, instead of working on a whole page, you're going to be working on parts of a page. It'll be much, much easier um, in, the, in the long run. I'm, I'm quite, quite looking forward to it. Um, what else do we have? We have about two minutes, three minutes left. Um, structured data for live streams. Mm -hmm. Last week, we were all excited about structured data um, for, uh, for, for news and, uh, and timely event publication. Mm -hmm. um, ain't much more timely than live stream, eh? <laughs> no, they've, they've, lost, they, they've launched up a live stream. Um, that was just earlier. Um, earlier this week, over on Search Engine Land, you can now find it on Google, um, Barry was talking about, and this excited me, they've launched Q&A structured data for, well, Q&A structured data, yeah. I was going to say, for, for Q&A. Um, they really cannot be getting much more um, pointed in what they want, can they? They're, they want data. They don't want all the framework of your website anymore. <laughs> Cindy Crum was right. This is going back only two years where this isn't even just mobile anymore. It's like, we want all your data. Um, but to reiterate, your structure is said all, all the old stuff is still important, but this mm -hmm. new stuff is very important. Like you're absolutely right, Dave. They, 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 want, they want you to inform them. They don't have time to go render through the gajillion websites, uh, the gajillion mobile sites, the gajillion uh, uh, apps that are out there. They want you to tell them what this is about so they can pre-categorize and then render through. Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. And I mean, part of it will be just learning what the structures look like. But to me, I have to think of it a bit like in the Q&A, certainly, and, and it applies pretty much universally to anything. Um, it's kind of like, to me, a description tag, right? Like Google's, if, if you've got the authoritative page on a subject, Google's going to rip what they can, right? They're, they're going to look and they're going to try and figure out, and they're usually pretty good. But this is your shot, right? To go, question, answer. And if your answer is this long multi-paragraph thing, put your, 
you know, to, an opportunity to put a shortened one that may either force them to click through to your site, which would be the ideal, or that actually just provides a, a synopsis of the answer in a format that will fit, um, you know, either voice search or, you know, in, in sort of a featured snippet format or something like that. So I think they're going to be incredibly powerful. And I, I, I immediately got excited and started thinking of a variety of our clients to supplies in the Q&A one. But the live stream one is also really, really interesting as well. And obviously it tells us that people are watching a lot of them for them to, to come out and give it that kind of attention. Yep. Okay, we are centimeters. We are mere inches away from, from the edge of our, of our time slot. Um, mm -hmm. Last thing I thought was really interesting this week, and this is actually one that, that you'd originally think it falls under the why do we got to report this category, but when you think <laughs> about it, a lot of people can screw this one up. Mm -hmm. Canonical tags... Um, will get messed up if you're feeding Google or Bing a whole bunch of other really inconsistent signals. Um, say you got a bunch of redirects that say um, the, 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 the action, you got a bunch of 301 redirects that say the action is over here and it's always going to be over here. So whenever ever the signal comes for this page, don't pay attention to this page, go over to that page. But mm -hmm. the redirects themselves are set up going over to a different page. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. The redirects. If you set the canonicals that not, if you set the canonicals and you redirects differently, you know you're directing people away from your canonical page or to a page that's not your canonical, mm -hmm. not the one that's supposed to be in the index. Google's going to say Google's going to think that you don't care about the canonicalization, and it's just going to index whatever the hell it whatever the hell it thinks it should index. Uh, and right. Google will generally index where you direct it. Uh, using the 301s. 301s trump canonicals. Right, and it hits that spot of like, they will assume you know best, so if you don't, like if you're sending them a message, they'll assume you know better. So if you don't, <laughs> know better. Well, here's what happens a lot of the time. People will put the canonical on a page, and then a year mm -hmm. and a half later, they're going to move, they're going to make changes or move domains or um, yeah. go from HTTP to HTTPS mm -hmm. or whatever. And they forget about the original can canonicals they put on like a year and a half ago. Right. They get the, they get a whole three hundred one sheet made up, you know, posted posted in their uh, in their access, and then like they now they're giving Google two different sets of instruction. Google's going to go with where their actual um, bot is being directed. So all that work you did on canonicals or your intention um, sort of goes out the window. Yeah. Yep. Good point. Um, anyway, I just thought that one that one was at first blush. It seems obvious you should really know this, but there's a bunch of ways that this, that that this one that you can screw this up. So I th I figured that was seriously worth mentioning. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it is absolutely it is. Okay. I you know what we've done it. We've gone full clock. That's about it. Um, I don't think we have time to bring anything else up. Uh, there was what it was. I was terrible. No, but you were on cue because there's the there's the hook music. There's the background <laughs> music. It was uh, uh uh oh yeah. One last thing. I'm doing a favor. For, remember you remember Mark Knowles from uh, mm -hmm. from uh, uh, from Oregon? Yep. This is for Darren Babbitt, specifically for Darren. I'm doing Mark a favor. He's got me an appointment with Getty Lee on the uh, 17th of December to get an autograph on a couple of books. So uh, Darren. Just letting you know that's happening. Anyway, friends, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm on the 6th of December, uh, 2018. 
Um, this is Jim Hedge, it's always media, Beats on internet marketing. Stick around, webmasterradio.fm. Amazing stuff coming up off the network, and we'll be ba- we'll be back again this time next week. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.